When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot to get to on this election day. Yep. You know, of course, what has to happen is people have to get out to vote. And a lot of people, of course, have been encouraged to vote. It's important. Mm -hmm. But I want to highlight somebody because they've already voted. But it wasn't easy because we know there's a lot of voter suppression out there. So I just want to highlight somebody that was able to get it done. And it was a very difficult sort of situation um and and i got the message about it and the message said i did it i'm starving and dehydrated after election judges literally ripped my food and water away my hand is broken from having to take my id out of my wallet see that's a problem I had to dodge from literal assault from state-sponsored QAnon soldiers. But I successfully voted to end democracy and the world today. The glass shards embedded in the touchscreen were unexpected, but I heroically overcame adversity. I voted. They could not stop me. My will was too strong. They tried to put obstacles in my way, but I would not be defeated. You too can overcome any adversity today. We believe in you. <laughs> Get out there and find the sign. David Van Camp. That's how we roll on this show. I am amazed. He's doing this show while hooked to an IV. I know it's it's amazing. I a gutty, courageous performance. I'll tell you, I read that. I read that this morning, and you got it too. I read it this morning, mm-hmm. and I was visibly shaking. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it's it's really hard for me to type right now. Again, I, I think I've got carpal tunnel from taking my ID out to show it, and I had to stand in line for like twenty minutes. It's okay. I want you to get upset. <gasps> Damn those oppressors. I had to turn my phone off. <laughs> oh, no. Appreciate the bravery. Yeah. I do, too. I, man, that's tough stuff. That's tough sledding right there. I'm going to find out for myself later. Well, I mean, you think about it. Like earlier this year, we heard Pearl Harbor, 9-11, January 6th, Yeah, all compared. That's right. Now we think about someone saying the Brits are coming. We think about D-Day, and we think about Van Camp 
going through voter suppression to cast his ballot. It's true. It's true. Very brave of you, it was David. Hard. Thank you. Yeah. Good job, man. Yeah, for setting an example for all thank of us you. what yeah. it means to be a great American. I'm going to have to put some aloe vera on the whip marks on my back. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's one of the storylines, actually. Man, it is, voter suppression, they're making it hard for people of color to vote. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it was Stacey Abrams who said, but they can get out there and do it. I think that I'm going to win in Georgia as far as the governorship. Yeah, that's what she says. That's what she might believe. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Probably uh, not. No. But, but we'll see. But for all the talk of like voter suppression... Mm-hmm. And all of this stuff, which, again, it doesn't make sense. You can't have record turnout and voter suppression at the same time. That's it, a tough one. It doesn't make sense. Okay? Uh, but it, then you actually have some actual <clears throat> irregularities going on all over the country in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. I mean, Arizona now, there are a bunch of reports of voting machines not working at one Excuse point. Me? They're talking about 20% of polling places in Maricopa County had problems with counting machines. Ah, oh, jeez. So voters put their paper ballots in a locked container, put it behind door number three. That's literally what they say. Uh, and those ballots will be counted by hand tonight downtown. And meanwhile, Katie Hobbs is running for governor. She's the Democrat. And she's currently the Secretary of State, the position responsible for the administration of an election. And she didn't yeah. refuse herself. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, I eagerly await Fox News calling Arizona for Katie Hobbs, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> They're going to call it at, like, I don't know, 2 o'clock. <laughs> Still a little bitter from that last election, just, huh? Just a little oh, bit, yeah. Man. But it's like, guys, y'all had one job. One yeah, freaking right. job. Make sure the voting machines don't fail make sure that the one thing you're that is what your job is is to make sure the elections go smoothly and you failed how do you fail that's a great question especially when you're a county that was in the spotlight right like hey we can't have that again okay we got to make sure everything is working the exact way it's supposed to uh, some of the voting machines are having some problems. Yeah. Huh. Well, now, there was a report from the Washington Post that one of the machines they got up and running after cleaning it. So, like, literally, not 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 figuratively, you know, Hillary Clinton, like, with a, with a cloth? No, literally just cleaned the machine. And that, what, were they just gathering dust? What's going on here? I have no idea. It It's beyond, man. And I know the last one we heard, it was the safest, the most secure election we've ever had. Okay, are we going to have a repeat performance? It seems like we're off to a rocky start in some different places right now. More on that a little bit later. Um, You know, Biden had been making, (laughs) I can barely say it without laughing, Uh Uh, you know, the closing argument for the Democrats. And I see, forget the polls, okay? As far as the policies that the Biden White House has put forth, people love them. They want more of them. What? You probably, yes, you know that. The thing that gives me the most confidence is the fact that the policies we initiated, people care about. Now, they want more. They want right to me, but... now, It's weird because after he says they like it, they want more, more, he started to go on, and then I don't know exactly what that was. Do you have the Josetta Stone on this really, David? Play that again here. Okay, I just half of it. Is the fact that the policies we initiated, people care about. People care about. People care about. all that. Uh-huh. Now they want more. They want more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They have right to be. But... Right to be. be, be. Uh, what? They have right to be. But... 
the, right to be bub. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Right to be bub. Their rights are be Their rights are be bub. Rira. I think it's I think it's R E R A. Rira. This year, make sure that you make a critical choice to protect your rights, be bub. Their rights are Yes. Yeah. People love it. We don't appreciate scat, do we? <laughs> be bubbed, bub, bub, baby. Well, not only that, everything's working. You know that. Our approach is working. It's working. Uh, How? By what metric? Um, this the, one. The right to be bubbed. Yeah, by, by the right to be bubbed. Yeah, maybe they are working. Absolutely. That's, That's why everyone's thrilled. Is that the standard now? The standard is like, it's like bad, okay, good, right be bub. Yes. If the Republicans are elected, David, they will strip you of the right to be bub. <laughs> and our ancestors have fought hard for that right. Hold on a second. Is it re-rub? Does he maybe want to give Americans a back rub again? A little squeeze? Hold on. Maybe. I don't know. Um, meanwhile, former President Trump is out there. We thought maybe he was going to make a big announcement last night. Mm-hmm. That did not happen. No, no, it did not. Well, he was the ra- big hint was on, right? Yeah, he was rallying for Ohio Senate candidate J.D. Vance and said something big is coming up. And I just want to say, I didn't add the music to this. I think he really wanted the epic swell happening here. Oh. Wow, <laughs> almost like we did at the start of the show with yeah, your courageous bit, yeah. performance voting. Wow. Not to detract from tomorrow's very important, even critical election. I am so glad you told me that, because yeah. I would have guessed someone put that music in post-production. Behind. I didn't see it either. They might That's have, but every video that I saw had this music behind it. Right. Wow. Okay. And I would say, in the strongest way, it's a country-saving election, specifically including the election of all the people that I'm going to name. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th, at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. First thought, Scott Robbins. Two things. Two things. One, he will announce that he was going to run for president. Yes. Or secondly, he's going to endorse someone for the office of the presidency. And And I'm floating this because there was a suggestion by one of our listeners that wouldn't it be funny if he's cut a deal with DeSantis, throwing you off track with the whole the sanctimonious thing to bring it back all together and, and endorse Ron DeSantis. I'll give you 10 to 1 odds. That's not going to happen. I don't think it will either, but I'm just throwing it out there as a hypothetical, just in case it does. I, I think if he's not going to announce that he's running for president, and I tend to think that he will, but, mm-hmm. you know, again, maybe this is another situation where he's going to rickroll the media like he did yes. last night. He did. Yes, he did rickroll um, yes. To, to get as many eyeballs on the stump speech as possible last night. Um, but I, I, what I wonder is if he's not going to sort of trot out the old uh, war chest that he's amassed, several hundred million dollars that he's raised in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and then almost say, uh, not running for president, but we're going to basically make a, a reality show out of the primaries and whoever comes out on top gets my endorsement and this campaign cash 
Like The Apprentice. Yes. Holy smokes. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. That is the wildest, coolest idea I've heard. Let's make a game out of it. Did you hear that somewhere, or did you dream that up, David? I'm just I'm thinking through things, you know, and wondering. Yeah, I tend to lean towards he's going to announce that he's running for yeah. president, but at the same time, I wonder if he's not kind of looking around and being like, you know what, I have more fun campaigning than I did governing, so let's go out and do this instead. Well, I mean, it's small sample size, but from people we heard from yesterday... People would love that. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, that's to a way get to get behind DeSantis. That's a way to cement the legacy. Because here, one of the things that you run the risk of if you run in a primary is losing in the primary, and then also losing in the general election. I don't know what the world's going to be like in two years, um, but if you want to solidify your yeah. hold on the party <laughs> and the change that was much needed. Right. David. This is a way to do it, man. Make it make a reality show out of it, dude. Come on, you can do it. You got the chops. It would be incredible. Yeah. Wow. See? Last week was my week. This week's David's. He's got a great idea. It is a great idea. <laughs> it's like once a year we come together. All right. I love that, man. That would be really cool. NBC on line one, David. <laughs> no, not NBC. Not We're not doing, doing that. We have a network show, right? We, does Trump need a network? No, he's got his own. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'll have all the networks if he does that. Right. Everybody yes. will carry it. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. The amazing race, political. All right, there's a lot to get to here. I mean, there's more stuff about Joe Biden, along with Hunter, the whole family, another whistleblower. And then a take from MSNBC. We have fun with this stuff. We know you will, too. Straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, all right, this is uh, uh, appearing to be pretty serious right now in Arizona. It started with one location where counting machines weren't working. Golly. And now it's all over the place. The latest update I heard was 20% of locations are having problems counting votes. They're having processing people's votes in Arizona, uh, specifically in Maricopa County. Uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom Bevan, he's the guy who founded uh, Real Clear Politics. Yeah. Uh, he says his parents live in Mesa, Arizona. Just heard they went to two different locations and were unable to vote because the machines weren't working. Uh, first location they went to had 117 people in line. Second one had over 90 waiting to vote. That is freaking unacceptable. Yes, it is. How is this possible? And for that source, I think, tell me if this is still true in your eyes, uh, people on the left complain that real clear politics is too far on the right, and people on the right claim it's too far on the left. Yeah, I mean, I, I generally go to them, not necessarily for any reporting, but uh, for polling data and things like that. They're yeah. a really good resource. Yes. Well, from everything I understand, they came up with a model that was sort of taken by the likes of 538. Yeah. 
and Nate Silver. They were the original ones. And, I mean, they'll put out stories from both sides quite a bit. It's one that you want to check out. Um, so I believe the source there as far as, yeah, all these people, and you can't vote. How in the world is that? I don't know. And again, man, this was one of the warnings yeah. about Arizona ahead of time. Hey, we yeah. don't want any complainers. Yeah. What? Well, well, and the thing is, is that, and I don't know if this is malfeasance or incompetence. I have no idea. Again, I, I, I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, this is still manipulating the vote because we do know that it tends to be uh, Democrats who vote by mail or vote early and yep. Republicans tend to vote on Election Day. Who's Have you most... thought about the possibility of this happening before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody takes down the machines. Or there's some sort of roadblocks put in the way, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, either physically or metaphorically, yeah. whatever, that makes it tougher to actually vote on Election Day. Oh, yeah. And you wonder what effect that will have going forward. But, wow, man, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, meanwhile, mentioned MSNBC uh, with a take. You had this, David. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, all right, so I'll start off with this just to set the table. Uh, Obama, as we know, in the last few days hit the campaign trail talking about how if Republicans lose, the government might do things like use law enforcement against dissidents and journalists. And this is coming from the dude who literally spied on journalists and took them to court to try to reveal sources. Mm-hmm. And the dude who was president when the FBI launched an investigation against Donald Trump based on false information. Yes, he did. Uh, But anyway, MSNBC's Nicole Wallace was almost brought to tears by Barack Obama's words because democracy is on the ballot today. Still with the long face, huh? Yeah. Absolutely right. And and again, I know that's been a difficult issue for some Democrats, not Josh Shapiro, but for some to put out there in front of voters who are feeling angsty about the price of everything, legitimately so. But he did it there so powerfully. The part that's so powerful is that in an autocracy, nobody cares right. about the price of bread and milk. <laughs> Democracy's on the ballot. You know, for some people, they look at social media along with legacy media. And they see where, wow, these people can just put out propaganda unchallenged because they will basically destroy any voice against them. They'll shut them down. Yeah. Or, man, can you imagine someplace where they can force people to take medicine they didn't want or need? And then there's effects of that medicine later on. Imagine that. (laughs) Or if you're a parent and you want to complain about your kid being taught... uh, Trans activism. And you're like, I don't, th- that's not appropriate in school. And you're shut down and the FBI's following you around. I just want to be alerted when Nicole Wallace laughs out loud someday. <laughs> but for the, the first time. Okay. Uh, oh, great update from Nancy Pelosi next. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. Okay, 
David, you just said it. You're afraid. Well, dude. Okay, you see the shenanigan, uh, shenanigans going on in Maricopa County, Arizona right now, where yes. it's upwards of 20% of polling locations are affected because of machines that aren't counting correctly. Again, you had one freaking job. Yep. One. And that's to run an election smoothly, especially after so many questions were raised about 2020. Some more legitimate than others, but questions were brought up nonetheless. And if Mm -hmm. you want to say, why do people believe in all these conspiracy theories? (laughs) Then run it right. (laughs) (laughs) Then protect it. Okay? If you want to shut down the conspiracy theorists, then don't give them ammunition. I would agree. Uh Uh-huh. And now I'm sitting here going, they're going to steal it. That's what they're going to do. Do you think they'd really do that after the most secure election in the history of mankind happened in 2020? Hey, you know, machines are people, too. They sometimes they fail. You know, they, wait a sec. Can I hear something real quick? Yeah, I think we've heard this before. The American people chose Joe Biden to be their next president by an enormous margin. Yes. The successful conduct of that election among the most secure in American history. <laughs> That's right. The most secure. Even with the pandemic and all the mail yeah. in and all of the action that we heard about after the fact that was proven to be true. It was the safest and securest well, ever. And they can say that the right is putting on their tinfoil hats again, just like they did before. They're going to call the election right. cheating. And you know where they were before on this. And they're liars and they're sorry losers and whatever. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, the table's set. Don't, don't take any of that from the same people who think or who try to tell you that just because there's record turnout in Georgia doesn't mean there's not voter suppression. Right, exactly. No. I mean, you want to look at an example of voter suppression, whether it's intentional or not. Again, I don't know. Maybe the technology really did just fail. I mean, I'm I'm okay with accepting those terms. It could. But still, it's inexcusable. That's complete incompetence if the machines are just failing. Um, You'd you'd think you'd have that figured out. Hmm. Yes. Um, But... uh, but at the same time, I mean, you want to talk about voter suppression? Most Republicans will vote, or Republicans are more likely to vote on Election Day. Who's being yes. affected by this most, then? Republican voters. Okay, before we totally leave this topic, and I'm not even looking to add fuel to this sort of fire, I guess, <laughs> of wondering, hey, is this thing rigged? But I'm not the only one that heard something over the last week. There have been many people talking about, it seemed like you had the left setting the table that it's going to take a while, okay? Going to take a while to count all this stuff, so Mm -hmm. be patient. It's like, okay, you're telling us that too much, it seems like to me. And Crine Jean-Pierre was on that again yesterday. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how the, that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us to all be patient when while bo- votes are, are being counted. You know what you could do? What's that? Is uh, no more automatic vote by mail. 
and you could you you could put some strict you know rules about who can vote absentee or who can do right. a mail-in ballot um like somebody who's living in a nursing home i don't have a problem with that person filling in a a, a, a mail-in ballot but if you're able-bodied and you have two weeks of early voting then freaking get off your butt and go vote yes well and at the same time you're gonna have to make it clear to people why it takes so long yeah because there's plenty of americans that say wait a second we used to know the same day there are other countries that still know the same day why why does this take forever now so you actually have to take them through the process of why it takes as long yeah. as it does. You say, you, well, you don't want conspiracies. you got to explain it to right. people. Of course they don't do that. By the way, you saw the story about Fetterman in Pennsylvania. They are suing to count illegal ballots. Yeah, because their, their argument is that they're not actually illegal if they are uh, undated. Because right now, if if you mail in a ballot in Pennsylvania, yes. like most places, if it's not postmarked dated by a certain time, then it doesn't count. Right. Which is common sense. Yes. Uh, obviously. So this is one of the closest races tonight. It'll be uh, Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race. You got Dr. Oz, the Republican, running against Democrat John Fetterman. Uh, and uh, so right now he wants... Uh, to sue, or he is suing, in order to count undated ballots. Yeah, and the suit, what, throwing out ballots over such a technicality, they yeah. argue, violates federal civil rights law. Why? The date imposes unnecessary hurdles that eligible Pennsylvanians must clear to exercise their most fundamental right, resulting in otherwise valid votes being arbitrarily rejected without any it's, reciprocal benefit to the Commonwealth. But it's not actually arbitrary. It's you have to have it in the yes. mail by this time. Yes. That's not arbitrary. That's just called a rule. I understand. Yes, it's comical to me. All of a sudden, yes, it doesn't matter when it comes in. It said Fetterman on it. <laughs> right. It counts. <laughs> Come on. It doesn't. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Nancy Pelosi update. Totally different story. Well, it's been sort of crazy how this Paul Pelosi story went down, especially with what happened Friday with NBC and yeah. Miguel Armaguer. So the so how, how this story has evolved is very interesting. Of course, we know uh, that somebody broke into the Pelosi house, apparently, and wound up assaulting Paul Pelosi, the husband of the Speaker of the House. Now, initial media reports suggested there was a third person in that house, and then they said, well, no, 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 actually, there were only two, the attacker and Paul Pelosi. And then NBC News last week said that uh, when cops got there, Paul Pelosi answered the door and then went back inside, where then he was attacked with the hammer, hit twice in the head, apparently. By the hand. Yes, if he was being held hostage, why didn't he run outside? Right. Oh, I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah, the guy's in there. And then the Today Show took down that report and said it didn't meet their journalistic standards. <laughs> okay. No other explanation. And Miguel hasn't been heard from since, yeah, from what I understand. He's been on ice, and I don't know if he got suspended. I don't know if he's if he's ticked off. I don't know what happened here. I would. They love basically to know. called him a hack. Yeah, I, I would love to know what did he get wrong. Exactly, Was because they usually do that. Yeah, they do. If there's something wrong in the report, hey, listen, we made a mistake, and here's the part of the mistake. There's nothing. 
Mm-mm. It just says what expired. That report mm-hmm. expired. Yeah. You can't find it on the website. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi sat down with CNN's Anderson Cooper. Again, the timing of it is just reeks of desperation, too. It's like the day before the midterms, they're running this ad to make it seem like, oh, if you vote Republican, you support Paul Pelosi being attacked with a hammer. And the hammer might be coming your way. That's next. right. So anyway, Anderson Cooper asked, this was a weird part to me, asked her what Paul Pelosi had said about the attack. What was his thinking when he wakes up and sees this dude standing over him in their bedroom? Great question. By the way, Robbins, have you heard this yet? Nope. I haven't either. All right. We'll experience it together. We haven't quite had that conversation because any revisiting of it is really traumatizing. It was hard, and at one of the hardest Time out right there. I'm sorry. I know it's five seconds in. What? Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> Normal people don't behave that way, no, unless they're trying to cover something up. No, the first question you would have if it was a loved one of yours that was attacked is like, what happened? Dude, listen, I'm not, (laughs) I'm trying to be careful here. I'm not saying I got attacked with a hammer, but this is long before I met Van Campbell. Van Campbell would have been six years old. It was, I don't know. What in '93? I got yeah. attacked with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. I remember the back that of the day. head. It was a random thing. I remember that day because I picked Van Camp up from daycare. <laughs> <laughs> we worked at different radio stations. We did, stations we did, but time, I remember. Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, the first thing is once you once you come to, you're talking to the cops. They don't say, "Hey, we know it's really painful for you to relive this right now." Yeah. Well, no. You there's a report. You have to answer questions. Yep. I can imagine you, you're telling everybody, every yeah. person that comes to see you is asking that question. Well, and, sure. and he did talk to the cops. That was part of the he did. Uh, FBI uh, probable cause affidavit that was submitted to the court. He did an interview with the police. So he's not going to tell his wife. She's okay. not curious. It, I'm already not believing this. No, sorry. It was hard. And that one of the hardest things all week was to go back into the house for him. Uh, in the entrance, which is, of course, where, where the attack took place. Hit. And, of course, upstairs in the bedroom where that person made his entrance, shall we say. Uh, but um, so we haven't. And- what? Okay, I feel like I'm splitting hairs. I think she's right. Yeah, going back to the house would freak you out. I understand yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But then she's saying right in the front door where the attack happened. That's not what Miguel said, but I guess they put that report on ice. All right, go ahead. Uh, but um, so we haven't, and the doctors have said, you know, any we don't want him to watch the news. We don't want him to be revisiting a lot of this, at least not now, because mm. it will add to the trauma. Hmm. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense to me. No. That, I mean, I get the idea of staying away from news coverage and, yep. and all of that. I totally understand yep. that, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. How do you not, like several years ago, and thank God she was okay, but uh, my wife got into a head-on collision in Missouri with a semi. And first thing I asked, what happened? When she called me and said, sure. hey, we're going to the hospital. Oh, my right. gosh, what happened? Right. So as far as, you know, specialists around saying, hey, you shouldn't talk about it that much, you know, okay. But you, Nancy, haven't talked to him about it? Yeah. Come on. You've been married to this guy for decades. Yeah. I don't buy that. And, and you come home after yeah. a horrific attack, and you don't know any more than I do just by watching the news? Yeah. Please. Well, and then it's weird because she goes on to talk about how he had the presence of mind to call 911. What? Yeah. Okay, roll it. He was cool. 
And Paul's cool. He was cool. He called and uh, with enough information, but not too much information because the guy was very threatening. He was very big. I don't know if you can see that. In all. He's very big. 6'4", 260. So. The assailant. Hmm? The assailant. The assailant. And, and, and he was right there, you know, just like a few feet away from Paul. Uh, he, he okay, so he didn't go in the bathroom or the dude followed Paul Pelosi into the bathroom with him? I don't know. Uh, dude, I have no idea. And how does she does know that? that she conflicts with the one report, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hearing all of this, so he had to, uh, and he saved his life. Paul saved his own life with that call. Okay, that's easier to take. But again, I guess they're saying the Miguel report is wrong. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. There's no real. There was no questions from Anderson Cooper about, hey, what about. You know what can what can you shed any light on what happened here? Right. Because there there were some confusing, conflicting reports. Like what what really happened? There was none of that. It was just this sort of sympathy piece. And I understand in this moment, her husband was attacked, and so you don't want to just go out there, you know, and just like with laser beams coming out of your eyes at her. But at the same time, I, what's the point of the interview? I mean, That's, I know what the yes. point of the interview is. It's to try to drum up more votes for Democrats. But I don't know. I think Paul Pelosi was probably more nervous going home because he realized that Nancy Pelosi had uh, called, well, Hillary Clinton's maid service. <laughs> There's one other thing that makes no sense. So the guy's threatening. He's a big dude, right? And yeah. And Paul Pelosi's fearing for his life. Let's say... Miguel from NBC, his report was wrong, and we go back to the original criminal complaint and that story of when Paul opens the door, the cops see him with his hand on a hammer and DePape's hand on the hammer and his other hand on his forearm. When he opens the door and sees the cops, this is him, grab this guy. If you felt threatened because the cops said, hey, what's going on? And DePape said, everything's good. If you felt threatened... And you're Pelosi, wouldn't you say, grab that guy? He broke in. Oh, yeah. The, the, none of it makes sense. Still not buying it, man. Now, there'll be more to that. I'm sure we're going to find it out after the election, too. All right. I know, David, you're already on it, trying to figure out, okay, where else in the country right now are they having problems as far as voting goes? Need to get to that. And the funeral business is booming. Very interesting. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A few interesting things to watch as far as Election Day. One is in Oregon. This even made the New York Post. Counties in eastern uh, Oregon voting to join Idaho. So you got Republican voters. That's in the eastern and central part of Oregon. So fed up with liberal lawmakers that they want to break rank and become part of Idaho. So a couple of counties are set to vote on a ballot measure about whether to explore that. Mm. <laughs> the polarization with the western part of the state is real, said Matt McCaw, a spokesman for Greater Idaho. 
Wow. Well, this always been That'd kicked be around in Illinois, too. In a lot of different states. Yeah. You separate north of 70 is I-70 is Chicago, and everything else is another state. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the funeral business booming. More on that a little bit later. And they said it's not because of COVID. They don't really talk much about vaccines. I was just going to say. Sort of leave that out there, but it's also what's happened to people since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people miss screenings, miss checkups. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of depression. There's a lot of different things going on. And the other story out there, there's another whistleblower when it comes to the Biden family. Yeah, what's the deal with this one? This is a guy named Jeff Cooper. He's 53 was a business partner, and you had Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid involved. This was 10 years ago. This person's come out and wanted to say to the FBI, hey, I've, I've got all this information. It was online gambling. That was the business. Oh. And I, I'm willing to talk. There's things that people should know. At least according to him so far, the FBI doesn't seem to be too interested. Hmm. Really? Yeah. So keeping an eye on that one as well. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's election day. Just so you know, we're not going to have full results, okay? Yeah. Just want to warn you. Yeah. This is like people, time. people who have a birthday week. <laughs> <laughs> it's election week. Sort of, yeah. Golly. Why can't we get this right? Well, David tried to explain it earlier. There are a lot of people in the United States like, hey, we used to figure this out today. What's going mm-hmm. on? Yeah. But I think we're very fortunate to have a great communicator like Kareem Jean-Pierre. Oh, gosh. White House Press Secretary to let us know. It took two weeks to, to call every state. See? In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. Yeah. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. See? <laughs> you can trust her. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> I feel very comfortable now. Well, then there's a little issue in Arizona well, right now. Yeah. Largest county in Arizona, Maricopa. Uh, something happened to these uh, tabulating machines. Uh, you know, they're they're taking in the votes, processing them, counting them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, somebody like I don't know put in a password too many times. <laughs> that's the official. Line. That's not true. No. Is that, that, that true? Yes, that's what they're saying. Oh my god! If somebody put in, I guess was it I, maybe the wrong password too many times, and they're locked out of them, and so, <laughs> and now. Now the desperation is on because they say, well, there's no malfeasance here. And I don't, I don't know if there is any malfeasance, honestly. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. It could be that people are just that incompetent at running elections. Could be. It's Avocado Toast 27, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one, two, three, four, six. Okay? You got to throw off the hackers by not going to five. All right? You go to six. Right. <laughs> Golly. 
But, it, you know, it, it's interesting because you got all these people out there now trying to say, well, nobody's actually being disenfranchised. You know, these votes that if you if you fill out a ballot and you submit it, it'll be counted at a central location later, uh, later tonight. It's like, okay, well, one, again, even if there is no malfeasance, this is unacceptable. You cannot have it this is. happen. Yes, no. Um, especially after you've got like two years worth of people talking about specifically that county in Arizona. Uh, you just you can't have that happen. The other thing is, uh, yeah, if you've got long, long lines like that, I mean, hell, man, Democrats talk about how long lines are disenfranchisement. It's Jim Crow 2.0. <laughs> I mean, now you've yes. got these uh, uh, situations like in Mesa, Arizona, where, uh, you know, you show up at the polling location, the machines aren't working and there's like 120 people in line in front of you and it's taking longer to vote. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of people who just kind of turn around and say, out of hell with it, it's fine, and go away. I'm looking at video right now from Anthem, Arizona, and the poll workers explaining, yeah, the machines aren't working. Yeah. But don't don't get out of line. Yeah. Okay. And you guys are familiar with Harmy Dillon? Yeah. Lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. She'll appear on Tucker's show and other places quite often. Um, She tweeted out just an hour ago. Arizona voters, please be aware that there are dozens of Republican lawyers monitoring the tabulating situation in Maricopa County and all Arizona counties, speaking with the county lawyers and ensuring that votes, all caps, will count. Please do your part and vote. We have your back. (laughs) I think there are a lot of people that were ready for this type of stuff. Yeah, It's, It's like, come on, man, you had one job to do and i I think it it can't be pointed out enough that the person who is in charge of overseeing it is the current arizona secretary of state katie hobbs who's on the ballot as a candidate for governor governor yes and and if you bring that up you hear from the left conspiracy theorist and i'm like hey do do you not remember what happened in 2018 with stacey abrams in georgia that was part of her conspiracy theory of the election being stolen from her was because well the guy she was running against brian kemp had been running the election. Yes. So, it, but that was okay because that was their side. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, right. If, if All right. Before for- we move on, and you tell me this is probably not a fair comparison. I can't get this out of my head. I've thought it three times now. All right. And you're going to tell me why this is dumb and doesn't apply. So the voting machines aren't working. Okay. Obviously, this is a big deal after everything that's happened over the last seven years, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Right. If you take a loved one to the ER and they have to be hooked up to a machine to keep them alive, maybe it does happen, and I don't know, but you usually don't hear, well, that machine just didn't happen to be working. There's some malfunctions with the machine. Mm-hmm. That's why your loved one passed. That, I, I, if that happens, I don't hear about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't read about it. Yeah, I'm, it does, and then that may be uh, something that warrants a wrongful death lawsuit. Could be usually with those. I mean, they're naming people that because of something they did or didn't yeah. do, it's not the malfunction of the machine. But I could be wrong. I, it's just amazing that this happens over and over to me. Yeah. You're not ready yeah. for it? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll keep you up to date on that. But it's not just Arizona. You're saying Jersey, too. Yeah. Voting machines went down in each district across Mercer County, New Jersey. Uh, now, again, voters can still use a standard ballot at their polling locations, but remember... Well, and for our friends in Jersey listening right now, you already know this. I don't have to say it. Okay, there's no corruption there. <laughs> Never has been. You I don't kidding? know why it would start now. <laughs> Very yeah. trustworthy. 
Just like Pennsylvania? Yeah. No worries there. Okay. Um, back to Corinne Jean-Pierre, great communicator. Um, we're trying to figure out, are coal plants going to be shut down or not? Yeah. Because well, they are going to be. Well, Biden said they were. He did. Yeah. But now they're not. Or are they? Well, the White House is saying those words are twisted. When he said we're going to shut down all the coal plants and replace them with wind farms, those words were being twisted. And by the this is probably my favorite attempt at spin. Actually, no, it's the second favorite behind her trying to explain why uh, Joe Biden was looking for a dead person. This is up there. It's close. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Roll it. Like there was uh, uh, some confusion uh, on that. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say this. It was, some of you were there. It was uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear, I think, or maybe not uh, exactly what... Uh, what uh, what was being said, but I currently don't want to get into punditry from here and, and why we did it or do it, uh, or you know paid you know, or do it, did it on TV. But I spoke to to this over the weekend. The president's words we believe were twisted. Um, hmm. No, they weren't twisted. There was no twisting. <laughs> we're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Golly, could somebody turn the volume down? That hurt my ears so loud. Hear all the background noise there that she spoke of? Oh, well, he was right at the table by the kitchen, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was loud in I there. I don't know. Here, here's the whole clip, man, The in its context. It's going to become a wind generation. Yeah. And all they're doing is going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line that transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar Man, I, I could barely hear him because of the background noise, man. Golly. Oh, that's great. Like there was uh, uh, some confusion uh, on that. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, I want to say this. It was, some of you were there. It was uh, it was loud and, and hard uh, to hear. <laughs> I- it's hilarious, man. What a debacle this whole <laughs> yeah, thing is believe. and continues that's, to be. Again, it's only behind when he was looking for... Jackie Walorski, who had died, and Corinne Jean Pierre said he he was he did that because she was on top of mind. <laughs> that that it's close, man. I'm just trying to figure out which one is actually worse. But I think trying to excuse the president looking for a person who'd been dead um, is a little bit worse. But yeah, they're right up there, man. When you put it that way. I'm feeling now we're going to have to revisit that by the end of the show just to, to compare. But that was a doozy right there. Um, David, what's the story with a grandma getting mad? That has something to do with Beto O'Rourke in Texas. Yeah, I, I love this one. Uh, this video is making the rounds. A couple of young women are in a car after voting, and there's an old lady in there. I don't know if she's the grandma. I don't, I, you know, I don't know what their relationships are, but this is just really funny to me. Okay. Are you saying the young person voted for Beto? Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody who went and voted today. I did my first time voting for a Democrat. Go Beto. <laughs> I bet you better not voted for that son of a b- <laughs> <laughs> That is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you age right yeah. there. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, First time voting for a Democrat, <laughs> go Beto. I bet you better not vote for that son of a <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, the media holds Democrats to higher standards than Republicans. Who said that? That's a joke, right? We'll get to that much more coming up. Yes. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. You okay? I've had this for over a week, man. Just start smoking oh. again. You already got the cough. No, I'm not going to start smoking again. <laughs> it's a joke. Knucklehead. Don't. Okay. Dude. Listen, I think they have time to work this out, but it's concerning for a lot of people what's going on in Arizona and New yeah. Jersey. As you just talked about, David, well, keeping got, an eye on this situation. You got voting machines down. How? How is that possible? Yeah, there's a lot of people that think, well, the fix is in. Seriously. I mean, if you really you're, wanted you're, to. You, you got to stand in line for hours. Yeah. And you got plans, mm. and you think, well, I'm going to get here at this time of day because I got to either be to work or whatever. And then, well, sorry, folks. Machine's down. Moose out front, should have told you. Well, how long do I have to stand in line? And, of course, you know, you have Republicans saying, please stand in line, okay? Yeah. This matters very much. Every single vote. Why don't you just tell the moose who you're going to vote for and then leave? (laughs) (laughs) And then there are people out there saying, with the modeling right now, you got to stand in line or you're not going to see what we thought we would see in Arizona. Yeah. So, keeping up to date on that, there's been a lot made of well, people voting Republican this time that didn't last time. We can get into more of that later, especially when you're talking about Hispanics and blacks. Um, but also, it's been a big surprise just in general for the left to find out most Americans are not down with open borders. Yeah. This entire situation with millions of people just flooding through. And then the perks that they get. This is making people angry because there are a lot of folks struggling right now with this economy. And so I saw this story about the Biden administration placing illegal migrants into taxpayer-funded hotel suites with very comfortable accommodations. This according to ICE contracting documents. And this was obtained by the conservative group America First Legal. So... I don't know if you've heard about this or seen the story, but the requirements for some of the illegals here include the service provider to provide meat-based courses at every meal, which is delivered to each illegal migrant's rooms, these hotels, 24-hour access to drinks and snacks. Well, it's like going to a resort, man. Yeah. TV programming in both English and Spanish and mattresses of a a certain thickness. Got to be at least four inches thick. Mike Lindell. <laughs> I don't think my mattress guy is a, a, a part of this effort. No? Yes. And if that product isn't available and the illegal isn't comfortable, the service provider must provide two. What? I know. If they're not comfortable? Right. Yes. I, right. Growing up, this is not a joke. Growing up, I slept on a camping mat. On the floor in my bedroom. 
Yeah. I didn't have a bed. It was one of those, you know, blue foam camping mats. Well, you were, you know, near the border. You should have just walked across into Mexico and come back and say, yep, I'm here illegally. Nice. And there you go. You would have been set up. I'm only here for the mattress. And I'll be on my way. I just need a good night's sleep. That's it. I mean, that's, that's crazy to people. Oh, yeah. oh, of course. Of course it is. There's nothing sane about any of that. Our no. access to drinks and snacks. What? Okay, and there's a new talking point out there, David, we got to get to. Yeah. Uh, well, right now, you know, Democrats are thinking, well, this is probably going to be a, a brutal election. Uh, and so the finger pointing is going on. It never involves self-reflection, by the way. That's a no. hallmark. It's always some, you know, again, for all the talk about election deniers, it's always someone stole it. Yep. Maybe it's Fox News. Maybe it's the Supreme Court. Maybe it's those pesky Russians, right? Uh, and then uh, it's always, uh, you know, media was unfair to us. Things like that. I mean, it's just crazy stuff. Punchbowl News today says media. Well, hold one- on. There's one other thing that's yeah. also common. Well, part of the problem is America is racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Punchbowl News, which is an up-and-coming uh, news organization, says the one thing that would probably unite Democrats is blaming the media if the party suffers major losses tonight. The media holds Democrats to a different, often higher standard than Republicans. What? The media is too focused on intra-party Democratic fights and not a potentially crumbling U.S. democracy. That's a joke, right? That No, it's, it's, it's real what they wrote, oh, but man. no, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. I mean, did you not see they spent, like, what, on the Today Show six days in a row talking about this alleged abortion that Herschel Walker paid for more than a decade ago? And... <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Can you still, just for a second, go down that trail with me? Because I've never understood it. Mm-hmm. So, again, you're trying to affect who? The person that is, you know, on the fence, probably going to vote Republican for Herschel Walker? And maybe you're, you know, leaning at least pro-life. But now that I know he paid for an abortion, I'm going to vote for the guy that is totally pro-abortion? Why? No, yeah, you're right. It it never made any sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Uh, but I I don't know. It just seems insane to me that they would go out and say that Republicans are not held to a high enough standard. Dude, y'all called us... Fascists and insurrectionists. Yeah. Yeah, and if you didn't get vaccinated, you were the cause. Right. Of all the death and destruction because of the pandemic. And the thing about it is with this extended counting of the votes, how will I know when democracy officially ends? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. (laughs) You know? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day has to be what, Arizona so far? Yeah, Arizona, um, with the voting problems happening in the largest county there, where it's something like 20% of the voting locations, they're not able to process the ballots as intended. You can drop off off the ballot, that's true. Uh, You can submit it, they'll count it later, but the tabulating machines are not working. Apparently because someone put in the password too many times, which I'm wondering, okay, did someone just screw up or did somebody actually try to hack it? In which case, that's a big problem. 
Yeah. Well, this isn't Robin's computer in here. Uh, Something happened. It's not my fault. This isn't one of those. This is a voting machine. Yeah, I changed the password. Did you write it down? Well, no. Oh, and there's a last-minute voting counting rule in Philly. We'll get to that as well coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. There's David Van Camp. <laughs> Lineal and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Yeah. A little jousting off air. Yes, always. Well, you're giving it to me hard, man. You're giving me a hard time about a lot of different stuff. I'm not, man. You're very sensitive today. You're very fragile. What are you talking it about? must be the emotion you have with the election. I'm pretty cool about it, to be honest. I mean, this thing in Arizona is troubling to a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. Van Camp's very on edge. Well, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got, uh, now they're saying one in five tabulators, the vote or the ballot collecting and counting machines at polling locations uh, are down. And, and so there are long lines. People are waiting. Nobody knows what's going on. They're saying that somebody tried to put the password into these machines too many times, which... Again, I mean, to me, if that's if that's really what what is the case, then it does sound like somebody is trying to attack the machines. It sounds like there is a hack attempt that was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's strange. We'll keep you up to date on that. Um, you know, the the last pitch, last minute pitch from the Democrats and the president. Um, something you may not have known or really thought to analyze a whole lot. Our approach is working. Everything's working. Biden, I think they gave up on everything else. Yeah. Abortion wasn't a winner. Um, democracy is at stake. I don't think that was a winner. Um, just going by, hey, we we need to celebrate our wins. Right. Okay. And people like our policies. Okay. The thing that gives me the most confidence is the fact that the policies we initiated, people care about. Now they want more. They write to me. But... See there. They like the policies. Yeah. They they want more of it, obviously. People care about it. No, they want more. They want more. And then the other part we haven't deciphered yet. They have right to re The right to re I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've taken away our re rights. Maybe. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> you got to fight for your right to re re yes. <laughs> been doing it for years. <laughs> and your mom took away your best re mag. Yes. Yes. That's terrible. <laughs> What is the deal in Philadelphia? They've adopted a last-minute vote counting yeah, rule? Yeah, so there's a last-minute rule change that was adopted this morning in Philadelphia. Uh, the city's three-member elections board voted two-to-one in favor of imposing poll book reconciliation. This is a lengthy process that is intended to prevent double votes. So it's to me, I, I look at it, and there, there's uh, one Republican and two Democrats. One of the Democrats voted against it. Uh, I think this is, it seems to me, at least on on the surface, that it's kind of a common sense thing that you would want to make sure that people aren't voting twice. Um, But it's weird also that you didn't have this one on the books until this morning. That's very strange to me. 
Well, I mean, and Fetterman in Pennsylvania, last minute, saying, hey, if it's not dated on time, it should still count. Yeah, yeah. You're taking away people's civil rights here. Mm-hmm. No, it's got to be there on time. It's got to be There's there on rules. time. rules. And, of course, it's asking way too much if you got a state that's asking for ID. How yeah. dare they? I know. I mean, I voted this morning, and I, I shattered my wrist just getting my ID out of my wallet. Is it sprained or is it actually broken? It's actually broken in Sorry, several man. places. You know, it's hard to get that ID out. You should be very fortunate that you know where to get one. David. That's true. That's my white yeah. privilege that That's I know right. where the DMV is. I know. Well, and you're a gritty, gutty competitor to sure. not let it keep you away from voting. Good job. The I'm weird the thing thirst. Was, Did the thirst get out of control? The thirst was crazy because no one was handing out water, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I was going to do. You didn't bring your own water? I, I, I thought they would provide it for me. Oh, gosh. Because that always gets me to vote for them. If well, I you get used to get handouts or something? I mean, yes. pull, <laughs> the word poll is like three quarters of the word pool. I figured they'd have some water <laughs> <laughs> available for me. Oh, chlorine but hey. <laughs> Meanwhile, in New York, is it, if you had to bet right now, is Lee Zeldin, the Republican, going to win the governorship in yeah. New York and beat Kathy Oakle? Yeah, I do. I, I really do think so. Wow. God, I hope you're right. Man, that would be something. It really would be something. That would be something. Um, so everybody talks about, you know, the last-minute pitch to the voting public. What's it going to be? I guess for Hochul, it was that Lee Zeldin has been hyperventilating about violent crime. Scaring people? Did you hear this? No. no. Oh, then you, yeah, you'll want to hear this. It, it's a little hard to make out, but I think you will. Yeah, he has been hyperventilating, trying to scare people for months. And New Yorkers are onto it. All the legitimate media organizations have called him out. Yeah, see, all the real New Yorkers know it. And all these organizations yeah. in New York have pulled him out. Forget what? the polling that people said, I don't want to get on the subway. Yeah, I, I mean, or the mayor of New York City actually coming out and saying, yeah, it's a good idea to not wear headphones when you're on the subway because someone might push you in front of a moving train. If you're not hyperventilating about that, then what's wrong with you? Well, she goes on to say this is just part of the old GOP playbook, you know. Uh-huh. For what he is doing, fear mongering, that's not just here in New York. That is kind of Republican playbook all across this country. All you need to know is that... Democratic states are safer than the Republican states. Check out the facts. Check out the facts, David. Democratic states safer than the Republican That's ones. That's not... Gosh dang it. Yeah, okay, see, no, I know how to I push know. your buttons on that Yeah, one. okay. So this is, <laughs> this is how they lie. This is disinformation. So if you look at it at the state level, which is a pretty lousy way of looking at crime, you can make the case, oh, well, see, these crime rates are, are uh, higher in red states. Okay, but then you break down crime by the individual cities, which are, by and large run by progressive Democrats and have been for a long time. Places like Dallas, places like San Antonio, places like Houston, places like uh, New Orleans, places like St. Louis. Always a Republican mayor, though, in Chicago. Right. I mean, if you take... Oh, yeah. If if you were to take, like, you know, the red (laughs) state, let's look at uh, Missouri. If you were to take Missouri and remove the crime stats from just St. Louis, that'd be one of the safest states in the country. Yes. So, no, it's, it's total disinformation that they're pushing out there. 
But you're just trying to find any stat in your favor and hoping people don't think it through at all. Like, oh, okay. I didn't think of it that way. I mean, that's what you're hoping for. And if elected, we're going to order every news organization to never show violent crime again on TV. <laughs> that way we can claim it doesn't exist. Right, of course. Right. Uh, it's just talking points, GOP. Yep. This was surprising, getting away from election news. It's a different kind of election, I guess. Chick-fil-A is whose favorite restaurant chain? Yeah, Gen Z. No. What? Yeah, no. After years of lefties going out there and saying, it's bigotry nuggets and date fries that they serve. Because, <laughs> well, one time the guy... Did you make that up, bigotry nuggets? And hate fries. Has anyone nuggets, ever said yes. that? I, I've heard hate fries before. But, okay, got yeah. it. It's, it's the, the chicken club of fascism, you know. <laughs> they, tell you, they tell you what's going in your sack. Did, they, <laughs> did you know you get a that they spell chicken with three Ks? That's right. Yeah, because, because one time the guy who ran the, con- uh, the company said, oh, I, uh, uh, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. What? <laughs> All of that. Yeah, guess what, Gen Z? According to this uh, Taking Stock with Teen survey from a, a, a big uh, analytics firm, they talked to uh, 14 and a half thousand teens across the country. And yeah, Chick-fil-A was the number one top five favorite restaurant chain. And it's wow. because they have good food and it's well run. And you don't feel yeah. like, you know, you walk in there and the cashier is acting like they're doing you a favor by taking your order. Right. 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 You walk into some fast food restaurants and they're like, yo, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, like they're doing you a favor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the Chick-fil-A too, man. I mean, it, and it doesn't matter where you go. It's all alike. It's clean. It's it's bright. The uh the the people that I mean the the, the lighting is is good. You can see it's nice and clean. It's, you know. Well, you're just speaking nothing. Other than white supremacy, right? Well, now. I know that, but you know that's a given. You and your manners and sure. bright lights and showing up on yeah. time. They, People are friendly. Orders never wrong. Well, they they also they not only bar black people from entering their restaurants and drive-throughs. They check to see what your sexuality is. Yes, and boy, if you give the wrong pronouns, they kick you right out. That's right. Take that trans stuff to McDonald's, okay? Wait a second. I thought when people protest, the LGBTQ folks, they give them free sandwiches. Just say, hey, we don't hate anybody here, you guys. You can keep protesting yeah. if you want, but here's some free sandwiches. Yeah, but they're, they're poisoned by their hatred. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, can someone explain to me what's going on as far as Georgia? We know that Herschel Walker has a chance to beat Raphael Warnock. Mm-hmm. The legit pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh and Howard Stern said what? What happened to Howard Stern? We've talked about this before. When did he come a griping old woman? What did he say about Herschel Walker if Herschel Walker won? Oh, he... he... <laughs> Were you telling me about this, Scott? Yeah. Okay. That it would trigger another civil war? Civil war. What? Yes. How? It's coming. If Herschel, if Herschel Walker wins... Oh my goodness! If he wins Georgia, yeah, it'll start another civil war. That's right. Are you effing dummies? Yeah. How does he explain that? No. Oh my goodness! I, 
Herschel Walker will be the person to start another civil war. Okay. The whole quote, I don't care what party, what you believe, what you think would be good for America. Would you really vote for this bleeping? I don't know what the bleep he is. I was going to say mental case, but I don't even know if it's fair to mental cases. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, vote for Fetterman. (laughs) What? Yeah, right. What happened to that dude? He, he, did he finally come out of his cave after COVID? I, I don't know. Yeah, what once, and then he was terrified. See, I think what happens here, it's, it's something that, that a lot of people notice with uh, particularly older uh, or aging uh, actresses and female pop stars because okay. they, start, they lose what made them famous, which in a lot of cases would be their looks uh, and their ability to read and memorize lines, basically. But once that starts to fade, they feel like they need to take on another cause. They feel like they need something to give them purpose in life, which is good. You should always try to find purpose in your life. But the problem is when so much of your purpose in your life has been based off of your looks or your ability to do, like, one thing kind of well, then you wind up just, well, losing your mind later on in life. I mean, he is... He is the Deborah Messing of talk radio. Yes, that's well said. Wow, that's not bad. Because And people have written about this, and it's really true, that those types of people also still need to be included in, quote, the club. Yeah. The elite club, so you can never get out of line with the current talking points. Whatever that might be. That's why when you're talking about the likes of Bette Midler, Barbara Streisand, they're old and out of touch. So they'll say things against, like, modern left theology, and they'll get yanked back in place, and then they go on the apology tour. I'm yeah. so sorry. I, I will do the work. Yeah. I will learn. Yeah, it's kind of so, sad. I, I, did, I, I did hear Joe Buck say that uh, if Herschel Walker does win, he will become the first Heisman Trophy winner to start a civil war. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's never been done before. Yeah, well, that that would be something, yes. yes. Oh, speaking of sort of out of gas, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, induction ceremony was the other night, and apparently Alanis Morissette was going to honor Carly Simon, but then at the last minute she pulled out of that thing. Did you hear why? No. What? Y- yes, because I know both of you are big fans of Alanis Morissette, okay, and I figured you'd want to know. Um, oh, no, we don't need this. Is that a Oh, goodness. How many times do you play that song, Robin? Uh, you loved it. Um, she said she adores Carly. <laughs> She's in a place in her career where she no longer wants to tolerate the, quote, overarching anti-woman sentiment in the music industry. She said it's condescension and disrespectfulness, reduction, demissiveness, contract breaching, unsupportiveness, exploitation, and psychological violence. Easy. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying, man, you listen to those songs long enough, you're going to suffer the same fate. (laughs) You're going to start spewing nonsense like that. You ought to know. Women in the music industry aren't celebrated? Yeah. Are you freaking kidding? Wow. Okay. Uh, Oh, David's got a piece of audio with Gretchen Whitmer and lockdowns. You got to hear this next.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Right now, betting markets, 78% chance Republicans take the Senate. 78? It's the betting markets right now. Wow, man. You don't place your dollars there? Nope, I do not. I, well, I, no. Yeah. No, no don't, don't, don't do it, because then it will suddenly turn into a blue wave if Scott gets on it. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm staying out of this, David. I'm trying to well, do I, the right American thing right now. They, they see those odds, and, and that's one of the reasons why they had to shut down one-fifth of the voting machines or voting counting <laughs> machines in Arizona. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> More on that a little bit later. Wow. Okay, I want to hear this audio you have of Gret, uh, Gretchen Whitmer yeah. from Michigan. Well, she's facing a tough oh, re-election gosh. battle today against uh, Republican Tudor Dixon, who's this run a great campaign. Uh, and, of good. course, you know, a big part of this election was focused on the lockdowns in Michigan. Well, during an interview with Fox 2 News, Gretchen Whitmer <laughs> had a sudden audio failure when she was asked about the lockdowns. Oops. I'm sorry, man. When you started to say that, Robbins couldn't help himself. Yeah, it is. It is. I got. Ah, I can't wait. <laughs> this is good. This okay, is really right, good. Here you go, man. Yeah. Governor, when it comes to your handling of the pandemic, we all know the critics over the past few years. Do you have any regrets? Mm-hmm. And is there sorry. Any... I... Oh, go ahead, Governor. Can you hear me? Okay. No way. <laughs> you got me, Governor. Did I do that when I touched the ear thing? It started to fall out. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, Governor, can you hear me? Governor Whitmer? <laughs> Come on. No way. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll we'll check back in with the governor maybe a little bit later on this morning. But uh, yeah, it seems like she's having some audio problems. Yeah, there, it happens. But... <laughs> That's like the old kid trick. Well, what time can I expect you home? What's that? What? What time are you going to be home? I, I can't hear you. Hung <laughs> out. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Election Day, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, I know you're keeping an eye on Arizona. Anything new? Uh, it is kind of crazy right now. And there are a lot in, in Maricopa County, Arizona uh, specifically. You've got that's the largest county in Arizona. And mysteriously, it's like one in five of those voting machines. <laughs> Something happened to them. I'm sorry. I need to correct myself. Not the voting machines. The The tabulators is what they're called where you submit your ballot. Uh, it did not working because apparently somebody put in the wrong password too many times. Mm. <laughs> and so, and once that happens, that it goes so like haywire, people are waiting yes. for hours. Yeah, people are waiting a, a, for a long time because of this. Not because of just an increase in demand at the polling places. Because remember, we're always told that's evidence of voter suppression by Democrats. If there's a line because a lot of people want to go vote, then that's automatically voter suppression. Well, in this case, you've got a technical error that has led to longer lines. Uh, and, well, again, media is playing cleanup on this one, trying to say, well, no, nobody's vote is not going to be counted. Well, there's some technical twists in this whole thing. 
Because if you've checked in to a polling location and then you go to a different polling location to vote, uh, then your ballot may not be counted. Because it may show up that you voted twice or whatever. I mean, even though you didn't cast your ballot at the first location that you went to, oh, so there goodness. are there are actual confu- There is actually confusion about that. Um, so either way, it's a mess, and I don't know if there's malfeasance at play, incompetence. I don't know, but what I do know is that this is unacceptable. <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> right, right. This is unacceptable. This this can't happen, and yet Republican voters still have something like a four or five to one margin right now. Uh, when it comes to casting ballots in Arizona, so that's good. I mean, that they're people are are holding the line. People are standing in line waiting. Um, but I like this report from CNN because they want to let you know this is just part of the process. Okay, part of the process. process. Okay, roll it. Now, according to county officials, the problem had to do with passwords being entered too many times. So it appears this is a technical glitch of sorts. Election officials say teams are taking those problem ballots to the county's election center where they will be counted after the polls close at 7 o'clock tonight, local time. So they want to assure voters here no one is being disenfranchised. All those votes, all those ballots will be counted. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. See, a little technical error, except for the people who decide I need to go to work or I need to go somewhere else now uh, because I can't sit here in line with 120, 150 people in front of me. For that long, right. and then also there are now reports out of Maricopa County that uh, <laughs> you've also got an issue with the printed ballot, in that they are so blotchy from the printer that the scanner couldn't read them. I'm freaking believable. Uh oh, that, 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 I am not kidding edge. you, man. I this is nuts. Wrong passwords, blotchy because they can't. What the hell is going? These people had two years to prepare for this. And there's such a thing as dry runs or rehearsals. Do they ever happen and take place? Ever? Gee, maybe we should go see if this password works. Red dog with two G's and an exclamation point. It's, it's not this funny. is so it's just, dumb. I just can't up, wrap sorry. my head around this I anymore. They can't copy it because it's so blotchy. It won't read it. You didn't know that? <laughs> It's going to be all right. I know I'm going to lose my mind here. This is the. Okay. Don't be caught talking about voter fraud. With the democracy. It's going to be all right. Golly. I mentioned this earlier, and uh, it's a different tweet. Harmeet Dillon, lawyer, uh, you might be familiar. She shows up on Tucker's show occasionally. Um, She said. if you've checked in at a Maricopa County voting location where tabulators don't work, you should not leave and go to another location. She has been trying to get that word out like you did, David. Yeah. And also letting people know there are dozens of Republican lawyers monitoring the tabulating situation in Maricopa County. When they say that, I mean, just a stupid question, I guess. Where do they have to stand if they're monitoring this? Well, you can't stand over somebody's shoulder. That's right. I mean, you could yeah. be in the you can be in the polling place. Was there a distance or? It just, I, mean, I, I think it just depends on. It's a state by state basis. You've, I was just wondering. You I can didn't know stand what... back a certain amount. You yeah. can't be right over somebody's shoulder either as they're voting or as they're checking voters in. Do you have to have an all access lanyard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. By the way, Scott, good news for you. What? Because I know it's been talked about before. First, there was 
it, very much the talking point of voter suppression was going to be in play this go around, especially in states like Georgia, right. because of the racist voting laws, right? Right. But then when we had record high turnout, people said, well, that kind of killed that argument. And people said, no, both can be true. Yes. And you didn't understand it well, like understand well, most it. people, but there's someone that can explain it. Yeah. And I think David has the clip. Well, Anna Navarro on CNN oh, okay. <laughs> has decided <All> right. to <laughs> say, no, 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 no. Just because a record number of people are turning out to vote and voted early, even by mail, oh, uh, doesn't mean that voter suppression isn't a thing, okay? Okay. So turn to the view for answers, and here you go. Oh. So that to, to me, the early voting number is, is very dramatic, and it's very encouraging. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I've heard some Republicans say, okay, Democrats, you've been talking about voter suppression. You've been talking about Jim Crow 2.0. It's all been an exaggeration. It's all been made up. Right. I'd like to think that it's citizens taking their civic responsibility very seriously and saying my right to vote is not going to be messed with and that this is a backlash to efforts to make it harder to vote by mail, to vote absentee. Uh, same thing is happening in, you know, across the country. So basically, people are overcoming these yeah. races. They're, they're pulling out their IDs. They're hydrating ahead of time. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no water within eight miles of a voting <laughs> booth. Right, I know. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Well, it's illegal to sell water mm -hmm. yes. within eight miles of a voting booth, yes. Right. No, it was always a... If you're at the poll, you can't just give away water. Hey, uh, vote for whoever. Here's some water. Right. Yeah. Well, you'd have a friend bring you water. Yes. There's no water. They're thirsty. Jim Eagle, Jim Crow, yeah. 2.0, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, that's true. When I went and voted today and I was so dehydrated, I looked up and I saw Jim Eagle circling around. And I realized <laughs> this is it. This is how I die. <laughs> But you overcame, man. I overcame, yeah. That's why we dedicated the whole open to you that, in your courageous effort to that, vote. That whole thing doesn't make any sense, man. Of course not. I mean, if I put up, if I put up a roadblock blocking three lanes of a highway and only allowed one lane through, but if people were able to still drive in the other three lanes, then obviously I didn't put up a very good roadblock. Correct. Makes no sense to, to say, well, that, that roadblock still exists, even though people are using the three lanes that I said I blocked off. But still so racist, you sh had to move the Major League Baseball All-Star game out right. of Atlanta. Yeah, screw Could Major not League deal with Baseball. It. Well, yeah. I did see the picture of you standing there, though, with the d distended belly <laughs> from, from Ricketts that was True. sitting in. Yeah. Switching gears, Nancy Pelosi... Spoke to Anderson Cooper last night, first time, about her husband's brutal attack. Well, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi did that interview on CNN uh, talking about her husband being assaulted by this nut job who broke into their house uh, mm -hmm. almost, oh, what, a week and a half ago. Uh, so Anderson Cooper asks the question that's on everybody's mind, Nancy, do you think this is the same as the Capitol riot? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Do you draw that same line? Absolutely. There's no question. It's the same, the same thing. And uh, copycat or whatever it happens to be, inflamed by the same misrepresentation. Uh. But the fact is, right now, it's time for healing. We want the country to heal. This is not a path that we can continue on. Okay. So we have a guy that's been known as a nudist drug addict 
lives out of an old bus with the BLM flag and the rainbow yeah. flag outside of it. Yes. That also had a website where he had his kooky conspiracy stuff. Yeah. That went up the day of the attack. <laughs> okay. He, he, he also had conversations with invisible fairy birds. Yeah, well, that's not that unusual. And was it the fairy bird that said he needed to do what he did to I'm, Paul Pelosi? I'm not sure. It was kind of a, a strained relationship between he and the invisible bird fairy because the invis- invisible bird fairy apparently attacked one of his acquaintances. Hmm. So I don't know if they were pals. I, I don't know how much advice he was going to take, but certainly advice was being given by the invisible bird fairy. Got it. Okay, and that was just like January 6th. Yes. Okay, but Anderson Cooper didn't ask anything about, like, hey, why when cops got there, didn't Paul open the door and then run outside, even if he supposedly had the hammer in hand, or why did he go back inside? What happened? Because she said she hadn't talked to Paul about it. Yeah. Because that would be true too traumatic. Yes, that's what she literally said. You know, you still have to give the police report and everything else. It's something like, what, these people that have been married this long? Ah, I just don't want to ask them about it yet. Yeah. What? That makes no sense to anybody. So now we're to believe this is just like the Capitol riot. Yes. Okay. And and we need to heal. We need to heal, but Trump supporters are cult members, she says. What? In our democracy, there is one party that is doubting the outcome of the election, feeding that flame, and mocking any uh, violence that happens. That has to stop. Is there enough common ground as Americans to to try to bridge this divide and lower the temperature? Because, I mean, I I think people on all sides would agree that... It does not seem sustainable. No, I completely agree with you, but I wouldn't say on all sides because the fact is this is a one-sided assault on our democracy, an assault on the credibility, integrity of our elections and the rest. This is the problem. So when you lose, you can say it was rigged. Russia had an influence on the outcome. Russia rigged it. But boy, oh boy, we got whatever happened you know, in past elections, like in 2020, nefarious stuff all over the place proven. But you can't question it or you're part of a cult. And that cult is the same sort of people that attacked my husband. Yes. Okay. But didn't try to get away. Okay. And we're just take your word for it because you've always been trustworthy, Nancy. Got it. Give me a freaking break with all that. God. <laughs> it's something, isn't it, man? It's, I mean, it it's is. like comedy. Yeah. By the way, Nancy, do you have any idea why so many black and Latino voters are going to be voting Republican this time? Have you seen the polling, Nancy? Why is that, Nancy? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Betting markets now 80% that the Republicans will take control of the Senate. This this is amazing. Man. Wow. I'm 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 trying to push down my enthusiasm. 
Should I not mention that stuff? No, you can mention it. I think it's worthy of mentioning, but I just try to push it down because I've got to wait to see what shenanigans are going to ensue here. Well, if the predictions hold true, you know, people are going to look back at this and say, what happened? I think for a whole lot of people, it's going to say, it's pretty simple, man. I mean, yeah. you, you look at the economy. People were angry after COVID. Um, crime, the border. There's a lot of stuff going on. And as we've talked about for a long time, when you look at issues that matter to people, the Democrats are upside down in yeah. pretty much every one. Well, they never talk about it. They can't. But then there's the issue of black and Latino voters. And there is a huge sort of panic going on with Democratic strategists saying, we're looking at a paradigm shift here and wondering what has happened. So in a Fox story, they're talking about this, saying, you know, 2018 midterms, GOP candidates found 8% support from black voters. And Trump got 8% in 2020. With Latinos, Democrats had a 31% lead in support over Republicans in 2018 and a 28% lead in 2020. Today, though, 17% of black voters say they support Republicans. So that's more than doubled. And Democrats' lead among Latinos has shrunk to just five points. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you know why. There's a lot of different reasons. Well... First and foremost, it's because they're condescending as hell. And the first lady compared Hispanics to breakfast tacos. Well, it's this. It's also this thought, this broad thought of, well, you're Hispanic. You want open borders. Right. Well, that's pretty racist to just assume that. That's yeah. not true. Yeah, it is. Or but, if you're black, obviously you're for, you know, defunding the police. Right. Criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. Not as many police in neighborhoods. Well, no, everybody wants a safe neighborhood. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Well, there. I mean, dude, there. Also, I mean, just going to the condescension part. Did you see the story of Catherine White of uh, Network Nova? Uh, this is in Virginia. This is a political organization uh, aligned with the Democrat incumbent Abigail uh, Spanberger, or as Joe Biden calls her, Abigail Congresswoman. Right. Uh, remember that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's a really close race here. And uh, she's running against somebody who is Hispanic, actually, uh, Yesli Vega. And this canvasser, this person, this political activist associated with Spanberger's campaign, Catherine White, again, said, quote, uh, you know, uh, that Hispanic voters, quote, get very much like confused, will look at this wonderful young person that looks like them. So, in other words, they'll vote Republican because they get confused because they see a Latina running. Right. Oh, my. Yeah. It's it's rich white liberals who are in their own bubbles who think that they know what's best for people with brown skin. And that is condescending and insulting. Well, it's like with women. If you're on the left, you think every woman is pro-abortion. Not only pro-abortion, but pro-abortion to the time of birth. Yes. Yes, they're on board with you. Yeah. They never look at any polling. And you must vote that way. You must. And I'll tell you another thing about Hispanics and this we we've talked about this before, but faith. Faith is a big deal. There a lot of Catholicism there. Yes, I mean in that are people that that understand Catholicism, not Catholics like Pelosi or Biden. Well, there's a lot of woke stuff. Yeah. 
that white liberals love that the black community and the Hispanic community are not down yeah, with. We're not okay with this. Big, no. big divide there. Right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day so far, David? Uh, biggest story to me is the uh, hijinks and problems happening in Arizona and New Jersey and in Philadelphia. Uh, different issues happening, but uh, like in Arizona, that seems to be the biggest one where the biggest county in Arizona is having some problems with the old tabulating machines. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unreal. Unbelievable. It's happening Unreal. in Jersey, too. Yeah. Wow. So keeping an eye on that. Scott, I know you got your top three of the day. Yeah. And something, I, I will check it out. Um, I've been alerted, apparently, on CBS, uh, there was the narrative that Republicans are election deniers, and there was a little pushback on that. And I don't know if the host took it so well. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. We'll dig into that. Much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Action. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, this is really interesting. And I know it doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things because this is a non-voting member of Congress. But the island of Guam, the territory of Guam, sends mm -hmm. a non-voting delegate to Congress. A Republican won there for the first time in nearly 30 years. Holy smokes. So I, I would just like to say all apologies to one representative, Hank Johnson, because it turns out Guam actually did flip. It did. A seismic shift, and now it might capsize. <laughs> if you remember the classic from Hank Johnson, roll it. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh and capsize uh we don't anticipate that <laughs> i'm just saying he called it all those years ago that oh man guam would tip man that that's pretty incredible and i again it's it's like does this really mean a whole lot in the balance of power in washington no because that that delegate does not vote but I, it may be a sign of things to come. If you've got Guam voting for a Republican to send to Congress for the first time in nearly 30 years. Okay. Just if you've never heard the Hank Johnson clip before, that was years ago, talking about putting more military on Guam, and he was afraid it would capsize. So there was a military official to assure him that uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> that guy, that poor guy. And he did it with a straight face. He did. I mean, well, he had to be, be confused. Thinking, Where am I? The way Hank said capsized too. just yeah. one more time. Overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize <laughs> and capsize. <laughs> Freaking right, buddy. Oh, man. Every oh. every few months, Hank deserves that one. He does. Yep. I mentioned CBS this morning. You got your Gail King, 
Mr. Nate Burleson. They're busting down the politics and the oh, election. Yeah. yeah. And you got Mick Mulvaney in there. Remember Mick? Oh, Mick yeah. Mick Mulvaney? Yes. Wow. Where'd they resurrect him from? Holy cow. Well, he's going to be your, you know, political giant here from the Republican Party. Give his two cents. So he's starting to say, hey, listen, you know what? A lot of times the people that are elected, it's a reflection of us as people. You can't look for some politician to save us. I mean, a lot yeah. of what's going on is us as a people um, together. Gail starts to push back and says this, which I'm sure you guys will absolutely love. But when it comes to the election deniers, though, most that primarily is the Republican Party. And that, I think, has led to many problems. No, that's that's not true. Look, January 6th is, is, is what it is. It was awful. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. That's that's not I'm not here to defend that. But right. Democrats have denied election results just as much as Republicans if you take January 6th out of the equation. I, yeah. that's, that's just factually not yeah. true. I mean, yeah. there are hundreds of Republicans. <laughs> well, yes, it is. What do you mean it's factually not, not true. true? She goes on. It's of Republican candidates on the ballot tonight yes. who have denied the outcome of the last election. Stacey There's nothing Abrams, like that on Stacey the Democratic Abrams side. Still has it in- so anything in the past, I guess, doesn't matter now if you denied elections in the past. Dude. D- Mick Mulvaney was actually working in the Trump administration mm-hmm. while they were pushing this conspiracy theory that the Russians stole the election on his behalf. Correct. That was a mainstream idea that the Russians rigged the election for Donald Trump. Correct. A little amnesia there. Weird how that works, huh? Isn't it? I don't know if you want to hear any more of that. I do. Okay, before we get to your trifecta. Last time she ran in in Georgia. Look, again, this is the debate, right? Right, right. Why why can't we all agree that everybody's a little bit at risk, a little bit at fault, and we try and fix it, as opposed to everybody saying, well, it's got to be a Republican fault, and until they change, the country's not going to fix. He's being very responsible there to me, like very gracious. He's also keeping his temper, which would be hard to do. In a bit, but Mick, I want to touch on something you said. You said politicians, they can't save us. But they sure can divide us. Um, And and we we hope that politicians reflect this country. But it seems like instead of a reflection, it's an injection of divisiveness. So why why don't you believe that politicians are at the the crux of why we are so divided, why it is us versus them during this time of year? Because does he forget the two speeches Biden just gave? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is recent history, man. Apparently, they just doesn't see it that way. All times of year, to be honest with you. Politicians derive their power from the people that vote for them. There's no magic sort of black, dark hand of an invisible hand in Washington, D.C. Okay, that's basically where it goes from there. They, and, and the thing is, this January 6th thing is not landing. The self-awareness is I mean, not it, quite there. No, they don't, they don't understand why we don't care like they care. They can't figure it out. No, it's like abortion. That a person's trying to pay their freaking heating bill and eat, and they can't figure out why this person isn't all wrapped up in January 6th. They don't get it. No. Or there's so you know many other issues going on. Yeah, if they get shellacked tonight, they deserved it. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Yes. Are you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's roll. Are you sure? God. You're going to lose it today. I know. Man. All right, let's roll it out here. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look at my shoe. 
It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day, this is Scott Robbins. Top three stories of the day. The trifecta helped by... I'm Casey Casey. Scott Zero. Casey. And I think he's ready? Yes. Okay. Three. Uh, climate activists in Portland went full rooster on a mom. This yep, is sure despicable. Did. Yes, it is. Nicole Driscoll had no time to spare. Yesterday morning, the Portland mom needed to get her kids to school. Then she had a 10 a.m. meeting at work. When she got to her SUV, she found a note on one of the door handles. The, the, uh, the note said, attention, your gas guzzler kills. We have deflated all of your tires. Oh, you'll be angry, but don't take it personally. It's not you. It's your car. So all their tires were flat on her car. That's baton to the back of the skull. Yep. I looked at it, and I was like, holy crap, they deflated all my tires. All four of them. The note came from a website of an international climate movement spreading to cities across the world, pulling the same shenanigans. So they're okay with the child labor in the Congo for the cobalt. Yeah. That's okay. Well, this woman works for a nonprofit. She goes, look, I understand activism. But this was taking things way too far and put me in total emergency mode. Yeah. There you go. And, David, uh, you got my vote. Yep. Baton to the back of the skull. No questions. See, I like the public caning. I'd be happy with either one right now, though, to be honestly. Honestly, actually, in this economy, in my heart of hearts, is a 22 to the kneecap. Ooh. You'll walk with a limp the rest of your life. But I bet you don't be doing that anymore. No, you won't. (laughs) Nope. We're getting closer and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Number two, LeBron. LeBron James. Oh, man, people were waiting on pins and needles to see what he would do. He's made an endorsement in the Georgia race. Yes, he did. He was asked about the importance of voting and urging his fellow Americans to get to the polls, saying, uh, I think from the black community, and obviously our league is predominantly black athletes, black players, black men, our community, we talk and speak about change a lot. So in order to have that change, you have to get out and you have to actually vote and put your money where your mouth is, said LeBron. Therefore, in Atlanta, Georgia, that's where I'm at right now, I am going to endorse Raphael Warnock to be the senator. Well, Because he doesn't feel safe in today's America. hmm. LeBron doesn't. Can I talk to LeBron? Because I know you mentioned about... You want to pull him aside for a second? Well, the NBA, he said it's mostly a black league and they talk. Right. Well, what about equity? Well, you mean people should be uh, included just because of the color of their skin, not well, on their ability? Well, what about old white guys Is that who what like you're saying? jack up a couple threes? Lakers aren't exactly lighting it up from three this year. No, they really aren't. I'm just saying. I don't know, man. You know, when did he become like the most unlikable person on the planet? I think it's been over time. I think we saw the real LeBron in 2010 when he went to Miami, and then he, along with Nike and others, really tried to rehab the image, and now he's leaning right back. But he wants to be a Muhammad Ali so badly, yeah. but he just can't talk about China. It's very difficult because he loves that money. Oh, that's sweet, sweet cash mm. coming in there. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough one there. Now, on with the countdown. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. One. Number one, the president, Joe Biden, tells Americans that they don't get to criticize him. 
What? Yeah, we do, uh, Joe. He tweeted this out. Well, he didn't. Somebody did under his name. You don't get to accept hundreds of thousands of dollars in pandemic loans and then attack my administration for helping working folks get some relief. You don't get to. You hear you hear him? Yep. Yeah, you you get to. Yeah, they should have and, pledged their allegiance to you, Joe, for and, shutting down their business and keeping their kids out of school. Well, how how despicable is it though to say that they're I, I assume he's talking about like college loan debt forgiveness and then the oh, Paycheck is. Protection Program. Yes. yes, yes. Which was a grant program that was given uh, out to no businesses. One, not, not, not the history books will note it. That was passed under the Trump administration that was given out to businesses in order for them to not fire all of their employees. It was a grant program unless you didn't meet the terms of the grant. Read, you know, if you fired all your employees anyway, then it became a loan. And that was the deal signing up for it. That's despicable for the president to say, hey, you took the money. You don't get to criticize me. Right. You can't criticize me. I mean, uh, imagine if. Yeah. Are we going to find out this week that Joe's going to come out and say, boy, when you know it, my doctor says I got Alzheimer's. Hmm. Mental health workers. Dude, let's see. The failing New York Times should be running their piece in two days. Something like that. Oh, yeah. That he's no longer fit. Should really take a look. And then I think you and I, David, both bet, I think, by the end of January. That he'll be out. I might even said the end of the year. I got to look at the bets again. January. Yes. Oh wow. Boy, he's going to make the announcement. I really do believe that. All I got to say to Joe Biden is two words: How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. You got and me. there. You have it. You got me there. That was pretty good. <laughs> the Scott Robbins trifecta. Appreciate it as always. Yep. Okay. Now I can see it in Van Camp's eyes. Look at him glued. He just shook his head. You got a news update, don't you? Yeah. yeah, he does. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it is. And, of course, we have Nimrods in the news to get to. Straight ahead right here. It's Election Day. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, there are people who want to let you know Democrats have been talking about the economy as we're covering Election Day today. Uh, Al Franken, Fish Lips Franken himself. Yeah. Showing up on CNN to talk about how <laughs> Democrats have been talking about uh, the economy and doing stuff too. Listen to this. Democrats are talking about the economy, and we're really talking about the economy. We passed the Chips Act, which is about competition with China. Right. So, conductors. Yep. so we have actually done stuff, and the Inflation Reduction Act is going to attack inflation. And of course, this is a global problem. Inflation is higher in Europe. <laughs> okay. That's- that's like all the lies that are just crammed together into one 23-second soundbite. It's incredible. Well, you hear that, and then I'm thinking of what I just heard. It was another clip from CBS this morning. Apparently, this scared voters. Saw it at Newsbusters. These elections today could be marred by far-right violence. Yes. 
Didn't know if you knew that or not. Mm-hmm. Margaret Brennan, she was on there. Gail King, Aid Burleson. And then the, you're going to hear them talk with, who is it, Jeff uh, Peggs? Yeah. Or Peggs, I think is how you say it. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh, it starts out with Brennan, and, and you can hear is that some people don't want to go. Say, you know, it's not even worth me voting. Yeah, because if you say I'm staying home, you leave that space to be filled by the loudest, most extreme voices. Mm. And we have seen that highlighted, that direct line. And I know yeah. Jeff knows this, between domestic violent extremists and those who are denying the results of the last election. Yeah, that's spot on. is linking that. Well said. And speaking of that system, Jeff, when it comes to officials, what are they most worried about when it comes to election security? Uh, yeah, Jeff. Maybe that the voting machines will work, hopefully. Nope, not that. No fear there. there. Uh, Violence. You know, and it's so odd to be saying that. In this democracy, we've all covered enough elections, but this one is different. This is Jeff Pegasus? Yeah. Yeah. How do you say it? (laughs) I I like just calling him Jeff Pegs. Yeah, whatever. Dude, these rotten SOBs. Oh, yeah, he's just getting started. They have completely memory-holed 2016 violence on the part of liberals. Of course. Completely. Yep. And it's it's not a presidential election, but it's a midterm election with the prospect of potential violence hanging out there. And so you have law enforcement are on pins and needles. They say they're ready. They're monitoring social media. They're looking out for potential domestic violent extremists, the kind of people who sort of look for an excuse to to lash out to cause problems. Hold on a second. Holy cow. There was early intel that that might be possible January 6th, and no one did anything. Right. Including Pelosi. And so they're paying attention to that. But just the fact that we're talking about this on an election day in this democracy, post January 6th, you, you have to, change to your pants. because of what happened yes. that day. And law enforcement again. does not want to be caught flat footed this time around. Courageous. Sounds <laughs> like he's straining for every word. <laughs> yeah. Having a really hard time right now. All right, you ready for them, Rods? Let's go. Let's do it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Here. 36-year-old Jeffrey Carl, Dayton, Ohio, broke into a home. It's like 3 in the morning, started taking stuff. He had to stop, though, when the owner, who, by the way, is partially blind, yeah, had a gun. Uh-oh. Shot him in the butt. Turned out he actually knew Jeffrey. Didn't sound like they're related, but Jeffrey told the cops the guy's like an uncle to him. The homeowner had been in the hospital. Jeffrey knew that, but he was trying to break in and steal guns and music equipment while he was gone. He didn't know he'd gotten home the night before. Oh, boy. Guy told 911 he fired one shot at a burglar, but didn't know if he hit him or not. Well, he's partially blind. Shoot at the shadow, baby. Did catch him in the butt. He's in trouble now. Good. He's arrested. And that's Nimrod's in the news.